I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Alright. Ready? Alright, in three, two, Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? So, I actually have a fantasy football story real quick off the bat. Because everyone uh, loves to hear about everybody's fantasy team. Yes, exactly. Especially fantasy football on a basketball podcast. On a Mavericks podcast. So, I made the playoffs. It's four teams that make the playoffs in, in oh, the congrats. league. Uh, congrats to you and for- your family. For like, I know, it's a big moment. Uh, my wife's the real MVP. And um, anyway, it's like, it's, we've I've been doing this league for like 10 years. But anyway, I made the playoffs. The guy I'm going against in the playoffs, Kareem Hunt carried him to the playoffs, okay? Ooh. And it it was, and so like, of course, I'm going into it. The whole stuff comes out. And By uh, the way, if, if people aren't football fans, especially people overseas, Kareem Hunt uh, had some some kind of domestic violence you know, scandal a video came out. He was throwing, throwing punches and throwing blows and he kicked his, uh, his girlfriend, I guess. And a video yeah. came out about him. The chiefs released him. So he's not on the team anymore. Yes. Good. Get out, uh, get out of the league uh, yeah, and all different. that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so in fantasy, obviously that was like his best player. So now he's out. So I'm thinking, you know what? Look at there. Like I'm going to like, he's not going to have his best player on his team. Um, and so, in a replacement for Kareem Hunt, he starts Derrick Henry. <laughs> and I didn't watch the game tonight. Texans, Jaguars, who cares? I don't give a crap. There's no Mavs game. It's a, <laughs> you if don't it's care not- so much to know that it was Titans-Jaguars. Because <laughs> that's who Derrick Henry plays for is the Titans. Yes. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, on a non-Mavs night, I used to try to spend some time with my wife and uh, son and all this stuff. And I check my app and I'm like, well, first I get a text from somebody and says, man, this is insane for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it's like, have you checked your fantasy? And I check it. And the dude has 47 fantasy points, 248 rushing yards, four touchdowns. And I'm just like, this is unbelievable. So I'm I was genuinely excited thinking that you know what I'm going to breeze past this guy. He doesn't have his best player. And now I'm in the hole going into this. So yeah, everyone you can pour one out for me right now. I'm drinking apple cider. So if you want to pour out a a, a big tall glass, a big pint of apple cider then pour it out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh that was funny. No, it wasn't. You don't care about fantasy, but I just found that I just found that out like ten minutes ago. So that's all that's been on my mind because I'm generally upset about it. Yeah, I'm done with fantasy football, and I do not miss it. Everybody talks about it, and it just doesn't matter. And it's dumb. And the best the the people that are really good at it, you're not. You just it's all chance. It's all chance and picking random players. No, fantasy is broken down into three things: luck. You got to know like who you got to have some knowledge and then you got to do like waiver claims and stuff like it's like a three way fraction and knowing how your league is made. Anyway, today what we're going to talk about is an early look at the 2019 free agent class. Mavericks have a bunch of cap space this summer. We've talked about it. We've talked about this summer is kind of a really big deal for the Mavericks. 
And so we wanted to go through the free agents and give you guys an idea of who we're looking at and maybe allow you to put less stock or more stock into the summer, depending on how this ends up. So we'll give you some tiers. We'll give you the players that we think the Mavericks should target. And we're not we're not doing like these low level, you know, players that are like these, you know, random dudes, you know, that'd be like, oh, that guy could be kind of fun. These we're just focusing on the top, the top guys. Guys that would actually be rotation players, you know, high end rotation potential starter kind of guys. That's the guys that I focused on anyway. So you didn't write down Thad Young? Yeah, I didn't write down Thad Young. (laughs) Thad Thad Young did not make my list. Um but before we do that, Isaac, I got a question for you. Big question. So many minutes did DeAndre Ayton play tonight? So, oh, by the way, let's just give a little. Let's just do a little update around the league right now. So, DeAndre Ayton bench tonight. Oh yeah, hey guys, you know what? Suns fans, we should have taken him over to Luca. He's doing great. He's I'm awesome. So, I'm so glad that Luca is on the Mavericks. Even more so because this Suns team is so dysfunctional right now. They're so bad. They've won four games. Um, last night they scored nine points in the first quarter. Again, this is the second game in a row they've scored nine points in the first quarter. I think ESPN Stats and Info said that that was the first time that that's happened in the shot clock era. <laughs> a team scored nine points in a quarter in <laughs> back-to-back games. So the, so that stuff was with Aiden aside. He got benched. He played tonight. Um, I still think Aiden's going to be great, don't think. Yeah, I, I still, I'm I'm still think. I think, I think he got benched because of his unwillingness to play defense, and he just wasn't well, ready for that game or whatever, which is – which is exactly tank, what we thought he would be Zion. good at. You know, no way. <laughs> it was in our scouting report on him. So, all right, eight and aside, Frank Nielakina. Get this boy to Dallas, Last man. night, DNP CD for the third night in a row. He's not injured. There's not, nothing in the injury report about him. Just didn't play. And Trey Burke didn't play either, which tells a lot. They could have used a backup no. point guard, and they didn't play him either. I was um, going to say, don't don't get him to Dallas. Um, I no, want I'm just Frank, saying that even with Trey Trey Burke out, one of their point guards, they didn't play Frank Nilakina. That him. shows where Frank Nilakina is in in uh, Fizdale's rotation right now. Just not in it. And they suck. So, and they there's suck. Something, there's something up when you suck and you have your draft pick and you're not playing your uh, ninth overall or eighth overall pick from the year before. Josh Jackson. Not really hmm. start starts every once in a while when somebody's out. Uh, he's got pretty much replaced by Mikael Bridges as the next you know forward, the next starting three for this team. He's averaging eight points, three rebounds, about two assists. He's shooting under forty percent from the field, under twenty six percent from three, and sixty three percent from from free throw line. Very disappointing. Very disappointing so far. The top 10 of that draft class will be amazing to look back upon because um, right now you have Fultz, Josh Jackson, and Nilakina. Um, just those three that are ooh, um, not looking good right now. Speaking of those three, if you had to take a chance on one of them, Markel Fultz, Josh Jackson, Frank Nilakina for the Mavericks, you have to take a chance on one of them. Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Take a chance on me. You have Markel Fultz, who's the number one pick. Mm-hmm. He was highly touted. There's a lot of really good things to like about Markel Fultz. He was built very well for, you know. Is this your question to, that you was going to This is my me? big question. Okay. I, after after seeing Frank Nilakina DMP CD, after seeing the Suns being awful, and the, and the news about Markel Fultz is uh, his toss. 
It's, yeah. it's uh, some kind of syndrome that I can't – I don't remember what it is necessarily. But after the news about those three players, which player would you rather take a flyer on? I would probably say Marco Fultz, but um, Nilekina is right behind him. I like both of those guys. And the Mavericks liked Nilekina. Um Yeah, there's the there, Cuban there, photo with, with him and, yeah, and, there and was Frank a lot before of, the draft and stuff. There was a lot of stuff behind that of, like, smoke screen. They didn't really like him. They want like – uh, mm, I don't know. There was just some weird stuff behind that story, but um, yeah, the I would I would I would gladly take if you're saying they're all three free agents and I and we could just sign one and we can only have one. Yeah. I would I would gladly swing for Markel Fultz. I mean, he was just yeah. We've talked about him a lot before, but he was the like no way no one else is taking him number one. Like every single draft person was saying that, and that was just a year or something away. And this whole situation's so weird. No, I would gladly take a chance on him because he's, he has that six ten wingspan. Yeah. If you did take a chance and he got back to that player that he was coming out of Washington, not only is he a great scorer, but he he had the potential to be a great defender. And that's all they were hyping him up as. And a Washington Markel Fultz alongside Luka Doncic, sign me up for that. Definitely. It's so interesting to look at these three players specifically because these are some of the more dysfunctional franchises, especially at the time. The, the Sixers are, I guess, are not as dysfunctional now, but they've had they've had the the whole story with um, Colangelo and his burner accounts. They've had the whole thing with you know Markel Fultz. Now they've had the you know <laughs> Nerlens Noel injuries. They've had the Julio Okafor injury. They've had the uh, ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, they've just had all these guys be so injured and uh, and come back in just weird ways and not play, and maybe they should have played, maybe they shouldn't play, this whole Markel Fultz thing. It's just odd. Philly, Philly's lucky that they're good. They're lucky that Ben and Embiid are not like out for the year or something, and they're like a non-playoff team. Because this Fultz story is big, but if they if they sucked, it would be even bigger. They would be the Browns. They would be looked at oh, as the it Browns. Would, it would be uh, unbelievable. And when I say I would take Fultz, I would take him on as a project. Like his, his fit with Dennis is weird uh, because like, you know, Fultz can't shoot threes and stuff. Like I would take, if you could get Fultz, I would take him pretty, pretty much like shut him down, figure all this stuff out, let him just rehab it out and just all this stuff and see what the piece you have and try to integrate him like off the bench and just slowly bring him along. Uh, I'm not saying that like he's a perfect, perfect fit right now, but what he could be as a player in the long run, yes, I would in a heartbeat. But I like Frank a lot too. And I, I mean, I joked while I go, I said, get this guy to Dallas. I would love for the Mavericks to trade for Frank Nilekina right now. It would be amazing. And then the Knicks, obviously, they've had their dysfunction. So the, the, the Sixers have had their dysfunction. The Knicks have had their dysfunction. And the Knicks really haven't, or the, the, the Sixers really haven't developed anybody besides maybe Covington. That say that wasn't good right away when they came in. Embiid was good right away. Simmons was good right away. Anybody that had to develop, like Okafor, Nerlens Noel, you know, guys like that, um, it, it hasn't happened. And then Josh Jackson now with Phoenix, another dysfunctional franchise. The only player that has really come out of you know their development is Devin Booker. He was pretty much good right away, right? He came in the league and we're like, oh dang, they got that st- they got steal with Devin Booker at thirteen. If Dragon Bender hasn't done anything. Marquise Chris is gone. He hasn't really done anything. Uh, Alex Len's great. Alex Len is on the Hawks now. And so this, these three teams, and you look at them and you think, man, what if Dennis Smith Jr. went to the Sixers? What if Dennis Smith Jr. went to the Suns? What if Dennis Smith Jr. went to the Knicks? 
Do you think it would be the same exact story? Because I wonder how much of these draft prospects is really like nature versus nurture. Some of these guys, it's in their nature to be really good. Ben Simmons was going to be good wherever he was going to go. Luka Doncic mm-hmm. was going to be good wherever he was going to go. Devin Booker was going to be good. And then there's these some of these guys that, that need this nurturing. They need this development. They need to be brought up in this, you know, maybe in a system where they need to be helped coached and they need to be in a good environment. And it's these guys like Nilakina and Josh Jackson and, and I guess Markel Fultz too. Uh, and Dennis Jr. I feel like is, was one of those players, and uh, it's interesting just to look at and, and speculate whether you know he would be in this similar situation, and he, we would be saying, "Man, free Dennis, get him out of you know New York." And yeah. who knows? Who knows, man? It's just wild for me to think about. After seeing these three stories on these guys, it's just interesting to think about. Yeah, I mean, if, if Dennis went somewhere else, he might have better like uh, like stats right now. He might he be scoring more, especially this season. He uh, definitely he scored be. more than 5.9 points per game, which is what Nilakina's averaging. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> Holy cow. You know, if he was on the Knicks or something like that, he'd be running the show more. He wouldn't have somebody like Luka uh, sharing those ball handling duties. So, it, you know, it it might benefit him more in the spotlight type of role. But what he's doing now and how he's growing his game now is he's focused on all, these, all those other areas that he's really grown in. And like we've joked about is bringing it all together. And so, yeah, there's a Dallas does a great job of developing people. Dorian Finney Smith, your latest video that you, you know, you done like, Hey, he's the, go watch it on my YouTube channel, Nick Panix. Like another, <laughs> another undrafted guy that uh, Dallas is, I mean, look at him. I mean, he's a three and D guy. He's going to get paid this summer. So, Yep, and hopefully that's by Dallas. But all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll dive into the 2019 NBA free agent class. All right, Isaac. The 2019 NBA free agents. So the Mavericks are going to have they're going to have at least room for one max caps slot. At least. I thought you were about to say 84. <laughs> the number of 86 million has been floated around here and there. Uh, they would have to the. Uh, Harrison Barnes and Dwight Powell would have to renounce their player options, and uh, neither of us see either of those things happening. Dwight Powell is owed $10 million, and Harrison Barnes is owed $26 million? Sure. Something like that. It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's probably more than he would get on an open market, probably. Probably. For a max cap slot, I only can see probably about... hmm, Oh, snap. Not many names that I would really want the Mavericks to go after. All right, so let's just let's go down through some. I made a list too. I kind of broke them down to from like a stars. Did uh, I say like above average guys, like a potential all stars who have a player option and potential all stars that have an who are unrestricted. Yeah. Um. We'll get the restricted out of the way. Porzingis, you might as well just count him yeah. off. They they chose not to do the extension uh, because of a cap space type of thing. Uh, since they didn't do the extension, they'll have ten million extra dollars in cap this summer. So then they can go out and get somebody like KD, and then sign him back on top of that. Obviously, he can go out and get an offer sheet from anybody. So Dallas could go out July first and get an offer sheet for Porzingis and max him out, which would get Mavs fans going nuts. Uh, but then the Knicks would just match it. So it, by all the reports that I've read, because I actually did read some about this today, they're on the same page with Porzingis and you know what the plan is for the summer so kind of mark him off so then when you go to the stars and the player options obviously there's kevin durant um yeah here's yeah. the I, I split him up into <laughs> exactly. t- i split him up into tiers here's my first tier 
Okay. They, these are the guys that I would give a max contract to. These are guys that are all unrestricted or have player options. Pretty much all of them will be declined. Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton, and DeMarcus Cousins. Do any of those guys not belong in that tier? Obviously, Chris Middleton, not as good as the rest of those guys, but for the Mavericks, that would be a number one you know, guy um, that I would target. I don't think Cousins belongs in that tier. You think that he, that he'll, he will come back from the injury, or you don't I just, think that he'd be a good fit with the Mavericks? Well, no, I just it, it's one or two. Like I, I think he would have to come back like now, like over the next few weeks, yeah, and and play very well over the second half of the season. But if he comes back in like March after the All Star break and something, and only plays like a month or two, and then plays in the playoffs and like comes off the bench or like. You know, it's just a lot to come back. Like, we just don't know what he's going to look like. And will four months of playing with the Warriors make a team max him out? And I, I'm just not for sure about that. Um, well, the Suns will probably do it, so. Okay, that's true. Or the Kings. No, the Kings can't. <laughs> Man, can you imagine uh, Aiton and, and, and Cousins? Oh, gosh. Uh, <clears throat> and we, we went down the Cousins route before before he got yeah. hurt. I was pro uh, pro for him. You uh, were, man. You were really standing for DeMarcus Cousins this summer. I was uh, for him, uh, but on a cheaper deal. Um, but no, like it, it, we've talked about how his fit in Dallas would change the whole system because that center spot for them uh, is this role man, um, rebounding, defending, like stuff like that. So it would change the system, but – Obviously, you change it for a, a great player, but I'm not, I don't really, I don't look at him as much. Um, Durant, we both, you know, that's not even an option, really. I mean, I it's guess an it option, is, but, but it's not up to the Mavs. <laughs> he's going. He's going yeah. to New York. Um, Kawhi Leonard, whatever. Um, I hope he stays in Toronto. <laughs> uh, he's great in Toronto, man. That yeah, team is really good. Great. Uh, but if there's anybody on this whole list that people will try to speculate on and act like they know, but no one has no clue, it's Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> um, yeah, nobody they knows. Could, like, they could win the finals, and he'd be like, oh, my gosh, this, like, this is awesome, and then he goes to L.A. or something. Like We just never know. And, <laughs> um, Kyrie, Jimmy, they're both staying probably. What do, what do you think about the idea of, of Kyrie or Kemba as a, a point guard? I put, them in the, <clears throat> I put them in this just because they are you know, two all-stars that are going to be free agents this summer, but – with I mean, Dennis, if you need Kyrie with, Irving, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's a no brainer. I just don't think. We, I th- I think it really just comes down. To, I think it comes down to two players. And do you think that Kyrie's thoughts? Do you think that his beliefs would rub off on our Illuminati tattooed wearing son? Luke I don't Church? know. That, that would be kind of weird. But <laughs> you I mean, think they would just sit and talk about conspiracy theories and talk about how the world is potentially not a sphere and. I don't think Luca's that weird. Luca just be like, "You play Fortnite? <laughs> you don't? Okay. For, <laughs> Fortnite? No, map is flat." Um, but no, like, yeah, I I think it comes down to okay. So this Middleton stuff's been kind of weird in Milwaukee over the past week or so. Uh, with him, you know, yeah. he gets benched in the fourth. Him and Bud have this talk. Then the next day, I saw like their, one of their main beat writers that says, "Hey, Middleton's not playing tonight, and he was expected to play. Like he's just like not like he's inactive." Um, so I don't know what's going on with that, but I've said the same thing about Middleton before. Middleton would be great in Dallas. Uh, he would be great alongside Luka Doncic and that's, you know, it would be great for Dallas to chase him. Uh, he does have a player option that he will probably decline, but 
I really, unless there's something with Bud and there's something with the Bucks, um, if they make it to like the West or I mean the Eastern Conference Finals, something like that, I think he gets maxed out. I mean, he's just the reasons why we like him alongside Luca is why they like him alongside Giannis, <laughs> and yeah. why he's a great fit alongside Giannis. So why I let him go? They'll probably max him out. If he doesn't get maxed out in Milwaukee, um, <clears throat> you will have the Knicks, you'll have the Nets, you'll have the Lakers come screaming, crying, you know, like with their max yeah. slot probably. So <clears throat> I don't think that's that big of an option. I, out of these guys, I mean, like Tobias Harris, I think he'll probably get a decent payday, but like we have Barnes, so that's kind yeah, of redundant. Here's here's my next group then. So if if none of those guys are realistic options, right? Okay, well, well, one of the guys that you mentioned that I I was getting to. Kimba's the only one that's it's not like a, a fit with Dennis, but he's the only one out of that top group. I don't want to be like pessimist about this, but like he's the only one out of that top group that I think Dallas might have like a shot at if they came with a max offer sheet. Now we're not talking about whether they should or not. Um, that's a different conversation because he'll be in his thirties. Do you want to pay Kimba Walker that, that much money when he's like 35, a small point girl like that, blah, 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 blah. Does he fit with Dennis? Do you, like all like he doesn't fit with Dennis? So like, what does that mean? You know, I'm just saying out of the players, I I think he's the only one that Dallas could have a, like would have a shot at if they chose to pursue it. See, I think it's I think Demarcus Cousins is that player. If I was going to say which one is the most likely because of the injury, because of he's because he because since he's been <laughs> tied to them before. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I agree with your thought on that for sure. I just I I had cousins in that next group, so I don't I don't consider him at that top because of his injury. Right. So the next tier for me is uh, these are guys that are some of them have been all stars. Uh, actually, most of these guys. No, 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 some of these guys have been all stars. This is the next tier, and this is not. This is the, some of these guys should be targeted by the Mavericks. Some of them are are questionable, but uh, this is just the next tier of good players, according to myself. Eric Bledsoe, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Marcus All, Goran Dragic, and Ricky Rubio. Millsap has a team option. Uh, the rest of those guys are unrestricted or have player options. It'd be interesting for me if, like, maybe Marcus All turns down. I think his team option is twenty three million or something like that. But it'd be interesting to see if any of those guys pick up a player option, Horford or Dragic. Yeah. So <clears throat> Al Horford's really intriguing to me. And I never really considered him as a Dallas fit, but like he's thirty three. Carlisle, I don't would love the crap out of Al Horford. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, that one's just intriguing. It's a he has a player option. He'll be thirty three years old. So you kind of ask yourself, you know, how um, how that would play out. Will he uh, just opt into that in Boston? Um, maybe. Um, why do players opt out of these contracts? And you say, why, why, why would they opt out? One, you have somebody like Middleton. Why does he opt out? Because he can probably sign a max this summer and he probably will. So you yeah. opt out to get more money. Why would somebody like Al Horford opt out? Somebody like Al Horford, it's going to be 33. Even though we don't, I don't, I don't think he will opt out. He could opt out for more long-term security when you're 33 years old and you're like, Hey, I could opt in uh, for this contract. I forgot what it's going to be. It's going to probably be like 25, 26 million. Um, That's 30. Okay. 30 million. Yeah. So like at 30 million, do you opt in for that $30 million 
Or do you opt out and you have a team? I'm just throwing Dallas out there. If Dallas is like, hey, we'll give you three years, uh, three years max money, three years, 60 million or three years, 90 million, <laughs> you know, something like that to Sheesh. where it's like, <clears throat> we'll pay you 30 million over the next three years, uh, which that would be crazy because they'd be 36. I'm, I'm just using that as an example. Um, that why would a guy like that? So I don't think he does opt out, but if he did, I would be really interested in Al Horford on a short-term contract, but I think he'll be a Celtic. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but the Celtics have all kinds of weird things. Maybe they get Anthony Davis. They do, yeah. Maybe, you know, he decides that he doesn't want to play with Anthony Davis. I don't know why he would want to do that. Cause it seems he, like- might, he might get, well, he might get traded. I mean, that's the thing like yeah. with their contracts, if they, if they swing for somebody like AD before the trade deadline, he has to go out or act. Well, actually there's some weird stuff with that because I don't think Kyrie and AD can be on the same team right now because of their contracts. And, uh, I've read some stuff on yeah yeah I've read some stuff on this because it's some weird things with like potential supermax stuff you can't have two on the same team and I've read some like some of these deep cat people talking about it but like if they were both so they're they'd both be eligible for a supermax no yes cause, cause but he's okay, not eligible well, AD wouldn't be eligible for a supermax anymore because he's not on the same team that drafted him okay he would have to get the supermax from. Yeah, I don't want to say that's 100% because I just feel like I read that a while back, but we re- we both read a, a ton of crap. Um, so much stuff. So anyway. Great. I love the NBA. I love yes, it's long. amazing. Hey, let's uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about which one of these guys that we talked to this next tier is the most likely and should be the, the biggest target for the Mavericks. All right, so out of these players, Isaac, I mentioned Eric Bledsoe, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Marcus Gasol, Goran Dragic, and uh, Ricky Rubio. Those guys, which of you, which of these guys would you say is a guy that the Mavericks should target? Well, I mean, it, it kind of just depends on how they feel, it, it, how the Dennis thing works out with Luca, and how when the season ends, how they feel about the about the Dennis pairing going forward, and if <clears throat> if they don't think it's a fit, and they decide to try to move on from Dennis. Um, they would obviously try to get a wing or something in some type of that future. Um, if they don't think he's a fit, they might try to find go a different point guard route in free agency. And uh, that's where it gets a little interesting because you obviously have the Slovenian connection of uh, with Drogic. And um, I don't I mean. It's a possibility. It worked. <laughs> it worked before uh, with Igor and, uh, and Luca before and, you know, Carlock could work magic with that. So, you know, it wouldn't be like a long-term deal, but I, I would, I would be down for it, especially just that connection with Luca and, and stuff. But out of that group of guys that you listed, Bledsoe's weird. Like Bledsoe on paper is a better, is a good yeah, fit and he's having yeah. a better year this year, but like his past couple of years have scared me. So it kind of pushed me away from him a little bit, but it just kind of depends on what kind of, uh, what version of Bledsoe you're getting. Yeah, his numbers kind of stay the same, but you just don't know what type of Bledsoe you're getting. Tobias Harris, we said you know it's redundant with Harrison Barnes. I like Al Horford. So if I if I had to pick some, it'd be Al Horford. Um, Marcus Saul, he's just getting kind of older, but he's doing he's doing great. It just depends on these deals, you know. Al Hor- well, who Marcus Saul and Al Horford are almost the same age. They're yeah. a year apart. If they if they both opted out, who gets more money? Millsap or Gasol. No, Gasol or Horford. Oh yeah, yeah. Horford or Gasol. Um, if they both opt out, Al Horford's a year younger. So I'm saying, 
more long-term money, probably Horford. Okay. But the Grizzlies also are so attached to Marcus Gasol that they yeah. would probably they would probably just match anything and beat anything out. Yeah, I don't I don't think either one of them uh go anywhere unless Memphis just something drastically happened, but I I think do you have any tiers after these? Yeah, I have, there's one some more. I have one more tier after this. Okay, okay. There's some names after these that you know, it, they're not the sexy names, but well, we'll do I want to I want to give like a closing statement on free agency at the end. I'm kind of like my whole thoughts going into this whole summer. But. My next tier has a guy that just destroyed the Mavericks in it. Uh-oh. Julius Randle. Oh, uh, I thought it was Damian Lee. His Come teammate Nikola Mirotic is unrestricted. Randle has a player option by the way. Um Terry Rozier is a restricted free agent. Malcolm Brogdon is a restricted free agent. Uh, in Milwaukee, Willie Colley Stein is a restricted free agent as a possibility. JJ Redick unrestricted, he's a possible like one one year guy if you wanted to go that route. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, unrestricted free agent, another point guard. Uh, that's kind of where my next tier sort of ends. Guy what you didn't have Hassan Whiteside in that player option? I did too? not have Hassan Whiteside listed in this group. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so when I've talked to certain different people about Mavs free agent targets or Mavs free agency. Um, for next summer, one of the common things that always gets brought up is watch that restricted market. You know, they could, they could try to overpay for one of those restricted guys. And, and I get that because we have this young team with Dennis and Luca and trying to find another younger piece, but I'm just not fully in love with any of these restricted guys. Yeah, me and you hear Willie Cauley Stein brought up a lot and he's having, he's having a great year with yeah. Sacramento, uh, for, for what I know of it. I don't watch every game, but, um, I mean, he fits that mold that Dallas likes to run with their center. So, like, he he would fit seamlessly into that five spot because everything Dallas likes with, with their center, he does. that's what he does well in. Um, outside of that, you know, you look at Oubre. I'm not the biggest fan of Oubre. Um, now, yeah, I mentioned him. now, one guy that I think would be a, a nice fit, I don't know how his fit would be with Dennis, but just, like, his overall game and how he him fitting with Dallas is Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Um, one, he's a, a he's a Virginia guy. Um, Rick Carlisle's a Virginia guy, and oh, yeah. this this dude, is, you know, Brogdon was uh, what you know, was he a four year guy at Virginia? But Definitely. he came. Um, anyway, he 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 was a vet in college. He's yep, kind of like he's. He's kind of like Jalen Brunson as far as this like vet guy in college. He came to the league, a great defensive guy. He's developed a, a three point shot, six five, huge wingspan. That's a restricted guy that I like, and I think in Dallas, I think he would fit really well in Dallas. I like Terry Rozier a lot. I think he gets really redundant with with Dennis though, yeah. but I, I I am a believer in Terry Rozier. I'm surprised you didn't mention your boy D'Angelo Russell. I put him on here and deleted him because I just don't see it. As, <laughs> I don't see it as a fit. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I don't think it's a fit either. But if I had to pick a restricted guy, I'm going Malcolm Brogdon. Russell does the things that Luca does, just not as well. Oh gosh. <laughs> so it'd just be redundant with Luca <coughs> and not as good redundant. There, uh, so, so I, I think Randall Miritich, Brogdon, Willie Colley Stein. Those should be the four guys that the Mavericks kind of focus on. See if they can. See, I'm I'm not a big fan of Miritich in Dallas. Mm. It's just like I think I think I want if I had to pick, I want Maxi over him. See, I don't think you'd have to pick with that amount of cap space this summer. But like, 
Would you want? The, I mean, I I think that they could. I mean, he's not, Maxie's not the shooter that Miritich is, but well, not yet. But it's just I, I feel like they're kind of the similar type of guys, and Maxie's a better defender though. He like I like I, one guy that Miritich you might way better score than Maxie. I'm just gonna. That's true. That. Yes, that's a, that's very true. Uh, there's two guys that you didn't mention. One of them I'm surprised unless you did, and I just uh, I just looked past it. Uh, Nikola Vucevic. Um, he's going to be, he's going to be unrestricted for Orlando and he like, I've gotten tweets about him of would Dallas go after him, uh, to, to be the center spot. And it's just the same, it's the same as cousins. It's the same talk, talk about cousins is that you just completely different. The Mavericks it's have to a, change yeah, the whole com- offense around him. Completely different style. What do you think about Cantor? I think that, I think that Vucevic, by the way, it, Vucevic is uh, he's played himself into a max contract with the the Magic, and that's gonna totally throw them all off. Oh gosh, I don't know if it should be max, but that'd he's, be a ton. Of he's money. gonna be an all star probably. But he's he is he is playing <laughs> really good basketball. Um, it's the Magic, man. It's not like they have all these options. It's just okay when and when we talk about you hear Nick and I talk about fitting the system. It's just. That fitting this system in Dallas is huge because we talked about this a while back. Everybody has a role. Everybody like in how yeah. everybody has these in that uh, Jonathan Charks piece. I think when he talks about he talked to Rick and Rick said that every single player has like a chart in the locker of there's five responsibilities. Like yeah. that's part of their role. That's what they do. And this five spot, the minute you bring in somebody like Boogie uh, Vucevic. Um, you insert that type of player into that five spot instead of a DeAndre, a Capella, a Willie Cauley Stein. It it changes your offense and defense. Offense is great because you have five shooters, but defense, like it's just not this. Like you have no. And when you have somebody like Dennis and Luca, uh, who are not the uh, all, they they are not all first team uh, defense. Um, you might need somebody like that on the back line. And we see it right now with DeAndre Jordan and how DeAndre Jordan doesn't step up all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be uh, huge with some of these mm-hmm. other guys. So, yeah, <clears throat> do you do you put Cantor in that same category? Yes. Oh, he didn't even make the list. Oh, see, you're really down on him. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. And this could be blasphemy. Um, would you rather have Cantor or Dwight Powell? <laughs> no, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan or Cantor? Yeah. I take DeAndre again. Okay. Because I, I, their defense is the same. I mean, not their defense. Their, their <laughs> rebound. <laughs> Rebounding is not the same. Oh, I don't I don't think it's that far off. Well, Cantor just had like 25 boards the other night. Cantor can get get the boards. It's just he's my the biggest difference for me is he's just not a the above the rim player like DeAndre is. But I'm not saying I'd hand Max money to him or anything like that. But uh, I think for a, a decent little contract, uh, you know, and if DeAndre went somewhere else, I, I Cantor. Okay, I'll say this: I think Cantor fits the system more than somebody like um, that. You'd have to change it for somebody like a, a Valanciunas or a. a um, I like Vucevic a lot, so I think you know Vucevic's obviously a better player than Cantor, but it's just a different type of system for Dallas, though. Do you think they should go after Dinwiddie? Potentially, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on where JJ is at that point. He's had some weird comments lately. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's just a bunch of random players through there, like the Danny Greens, the Marcus Morris of the world. But um, Julius Randle's interesting, but it's just like great. He's a little older now, but he'd be great still. Um, what about there's so there's three guys I wrote down for team options: Paul Millsap that we talked about, and then Jabari has a team option for twenty million. That was the sound of me passing just now. Um. Michael Kidd Gilchrist has a team option. Would you take a swing at him? That was the sound of me passing. No, I'm yes, not, I'm not taking a swing at, at him. No, I agree. Dorian Finney Smith's already. I'd rather just him. have Dorian. And he was, uh, yes, he's a better version of MKG and he wasn't even drafted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, Literally drafted 58 spots. Long story short, um, <laughs> Yeah, somebody's listening to this and saying, "Well, crap! Who are we going to go get? Right. Go out and get." Um, <laughs> That's kind of our point, though. In doing this, here's my thing: for Dallas, I think to get that third piece or that next piece, I think it has to be through trade. Yeah, and that's the. I think that just it, it's just what it's setting up to be. You have too many of these bigger market teams that we we love Luca. We praise Luca all the time, but I just don't think Luca is going to be enough right now to outbid the LA's and New York's of the world. And it's just these top guys. And we think clay and a lot of these guys are staying and, you know, the top guys are going to go to the bigger markets. So then you look at, it's just weird because if you want to go down the next, really down, I don't even want to say down it's here, but when you look at somebody like Akimba that is like an all-star this year, but we just drafted Dennis Smith Jr. So you're like, man, that really doesn't fit unless you're you're moving on from that. So there's some the top guys are going to the bigger markets probably. Then the next like then the the next tier is kind of like some weird fits. So then you you're trying to strike gold with maybe like a Willie Cauley Stein or you know somebody like that. But if I had to throw one name out there that's not at the top. I like Malcolm Brogdon a lot. I wish they would go after him. I like Malcolm Brogdon. I like Julius Randle. I think that if if Rick Carlisle got his hands on Julius Randle, he would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, so like what spot would he play in our system? He, like, I think he would be a backup five. Okay. Like Dwight Powell's role? Like Dwight Powell. He would be awesome in Dwight Powell's role. But we have Dwight still. Yeah, but Randle's better. <laughs> yeah. He could, he could start in spots too. Yeah, yeah. Depending on who you got as your actual center, he could start at four, play back up five. And 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 this is the thing, you we have to remember over these next two years, we could see some major roster turnover. Yes, uh, you have not only do we have not have some crazy long term contracts, but Luka Doncic being so good right now, we've talked about it. Of if you want to go for it now, it will it, it when you have a player that good as a rookie or this young, it makes you want to build your team around him. You should. He's your best player. He's a transcendent talent. So, not only I mean, you when you look at the guys that's on a, under under contract over the next year, Luka, Dennis, um, player and options Barnes. for Powell yeah. and Barnes and Jalen Brunson. So, uh, um, yeah, there's th- lots of room. Yeah. So there's lots of room. They have to decide. It's kind of like a, in a weird way, there's a lot of trying out right now of who fits for the future. Yeah. And it's like, who's going to be here long-term? How much money are they willing to pay Maxi Kleba or Dorian right. Finney Smith? Do they, you know, do they want to, how much money are they willing to bring Deandre back? If they want him back next summer, Wesley Matthews, they love Wes Matthews, but 
Was Wes, what on earth will Wes Matthews get on the open market? I have no earthly clue. No clue. And what is their lowest limit of your saying, you know what, we'll pay this much for him. Like, you know, whatever. Like, we have no clue how much they want to pay for to bring their own guys back. But there could be some trades before the trade down. Like Mark Stein just said the other day on Bill Simmons' pod. Mad, hey, they're, are working. they're working. They're looking. So that that's uh that's your look at 2019 free agency. A lot of names. There's like what, forty five percent of the league or something that could be free it's a agents. Lot, yeah. Um but uh, there is also a lot of money on a, a lot of different teams. So it's going to be very, very interesting of how all the cards play out. Completely agree. Those are some names. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. You made it to a Friday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.